sleep in Jesus, they come back to get their bodies. Those bodies come out of the ground, out of the sea, wherever they are. They come up, and then that person is now clothed in their glorified body. That happens in a twinkling of an eye. And you and I then go up, if we're still here and alive when it happens, and our bodies will be transformed, or the word is transfigured, just like Jesus was transfigured on what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. You're going to go through that if you're alive and still on the earth. Your body will be glorified. You go into the air with Him, and then we go with Him. Two different events, obviously, described here. The rapture, we go up to the Father. Jesus specifies where we're going to go. And in the return, we come down to reign on earth with Jesus. You get that? The rapture, we go to be with the Father. Then we return, a different event, to rule and reign with Jesus. We'll start with Jesus' own words in John chapter 14. And we'll just read verses 1 and 2 this time. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So Jesus has promised he's gone. He ascended in Acts 1. You remember reading that? He ascended. He went to be with the Father. And he's going back to his Father's house where there are many mansions. And he's preparing the place for us which is New Jerusalem. And so when we're raptured, that's where we go. We go up in the air and then with Jesus to the Father's house. Amen? Ready to go right now? Amen? Sorry, it's not up to me or we would. So what's the return, say, in Second Thessalonians 1, 7 through 9? Who's got that one? Janie? Second, we just read this, of course, uh, a couple of weeks back, three weeks back. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Read this carefully. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know, know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Now look, it says uh, he comes back in, in this instance, he comes with his mighty angels. But at the rapture, he comes with those who sleep in Jesus. See the difference? So it says he, in flaming fire, with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance. Now, reason I think it says that. And then verse 10 goes on to say, we're there. We're part of it. We're coming back on those white horses when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. But I believe that these angels uh, are going to be doing some killing. That's what he's saying. And I don't believe that's going to be something we'll be doing when we come back. We've talked about that, I think, in Joel, our study in Joel. Some people believe that's us. I don't believe so. But I do believe the mighty angels he brings back are going to do some killing. They're going to clean house. And you don't want to be on that wrong side of the mighty angels coming back with Jesus at his return. So make sure you're there at the rapture. Amen? 
The rapture is, as we read in our text, about gathering. The return is about wrath. Two different things going on there. I mean, if you go to a wedding and there's a dead body up front in a casket, something's wrong there, amen? That's what's being taught in pulpits is the rapture is the wedding. The return is a day of death. When Jesus returns this, this world, it's to execute judgment on those wicked people who have taken the mark and totally rejected Him. Think of how crazy and mixed up that is. That's what's being mixed up in pulpits. Let's go back to Mary, I believe. John 14, 3. Look what Jesus said here in verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Just picture that in some way in your mind, however you can picture it. Jesus gathering all of us up in the air. And I guarantee you, he's not going to have to say, we're missing some. Wait a minute, where's, where's Jim? I'm gathering all my gems. <laughs> I know I've said this before, but it's a great thing if you guys, especially you homeschoolers, you want to talk about the rapture and answer, answer a question a lot of kids had, I had. Uh, when I got saved, uh, I was still a kid, 19. I remember thinking, what is it that's going to make us go up? You know, it's just God's just going to, you know, like a vacuum or something. That sounds painful. But uh, then uh, I'd, I'd heard somebody use a couple of different illustrations. So um, I thought, you know, what would do a good job of that is you can take um, pieces of like little screws and small metal pieces and put it in sand and then get a big, strong magnet. And then you put it down there and starts picking all that stuff up. And I said, that's you. I was telling the kids, and they, they, the ones that were saved anyway. <laughs> that's you. That's what's going to happen. What's the magnet? What, what The magnet is God, the trump, the voice of God is going to be drawing. But what's in you? The Spirit. If you're saved, you have the Spirit of God in you, and it's going to work like a little piece of metal does to magnet. You're going to go. <laughs> so that's something to think about. But So there's Jesus saying He's going to gather us up. He's going, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Well, who's got Jude? There's only one chapter in Jude, but to save confusion, I put the chapter mark. It's verses 14 and 15. Now this is a different event, obviously. Go ahead and read that, uh, Greg. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which, deeds which they have ungodly committed and all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. I'm trying to make it clear, I think, that this is all about the ungodly. And what's he going to do? He's not. This isn't a rapture. This is execution. What's the second word in verse 15? To what? Say it. Execute. 
Well, some of you didn't turn there. She didn't know what I was talking about. said to execute judgment. That's the purpose of the return of Jesus. The rapture is something different. So the rapture is a surprise. Um, I've tried to limit the number of times I do this, but I married a woman who can be surprised by simply having me walk in the kitchen. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, no, she, she can be doing anything, and all I do is walk in the room and say, Oh! I'm like, I said, You know, you're not, I'm not going to let you put a bell around my neck so you can hear me coming. <laughs> That's almost what we need. Um, the, to some extent, the rapture is going to be a surprise, to some extent, but it's just going to be uh, a surprise in the, uh, in the moment. Not in the event. And so, you know, I walk in the kitchen. Jenny's surprised in the moment that I'm there. She's not surprised I'm there. I'm supposed to be in that house. Right. You see? So the rapture, I've had people say, it doesn't really make sense. Cause you think you're going to be, we're all going to be, you know, even now we're not all looking up all the time waiting for the rapture. So when it happens, we're going to be surprised. Yeah, in the in a moment sense, but not by the event. Uh the unsaved or the fake Christians, the professors who aren't possessors when it comes to the Spirit of God, they're going to be surprised. That's one thing uh, the uh, rapture movies, uh, they've been disappointing to me on every instance because the rapture is so lame. The scenes, the rapture scenes, but also the people who are left behind. I think there are going to be a lot of people totally lose their minds. They're not just going to be saying, Oh man, I missed it. <laughs> That's not going to be their reaction. They're going to be really upset and... You know? So the rapture is a surprise, and I wanted to explain that in that sense. A big surprise to those left behind. But the return, it's not really a surprise except... Uh, the I think at the moment the reality is going to set in. They're going to I believe the people on earth are going to know. They're going to know, just like people today when you preach the gospel, they may reject it, but they know they need to be saved. Yeah. And when they stand before the Lord, they're going to admit it. I believe the same thing's true at the end of the tribulation. All those people who've taken the mark and are not dead yet, when Jesus returns, they knew it was coming. They knew this was going to end this way, but then it's really going to set in the reality of it. And it's going to be something else I'm glad we are not going to experience. So who's got 1 Thessalonians 5.2? We're going to read, begin our next study with, actually. But it's just the perfect... Who's got that? Johnny? Uh, 1 Thessalonians... Not our next study, but... Um, no, it's actually First Thessalonians. We study. I don't know what I was thinking of. Five two. We discussed this already. Ready? Yeah. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now you'll hear people say this isn't talking about the rapture because it says the day of the Lord. So there's your issue. I've taught and I stand by this. I believe the day of the Lord begins with the rapture. Some people will limit the day of the Lord to a single day, which I think is absurd. Some people try to only limit it to His return in the millennium. 
the, the whole judgment of God from the time he removes the church until the great white throne is the day of the Lord. The whole thing. So at the moment that the church is removed, you know what just happened to the world? I'm going to wait and repeat it after the baby's gone. You know, the moment after the rapture, the moment after the church is removed, do you know what just happened? Huh? I couldn't hear you. The day of the Lord. It's judgment day. Not one 24-hour day. Judgment has come. The rapture is the first thing God does when He's judging the earth is get the Christians out. That starts it all. Now, the tribulation doesn't start until the Antichrist confirms the covenant for one week, Daniel 9.27. But the, that whole time, after the rapture, there's an impending doom. Everybody on the earth is going to sense the impending doom. And then comes a false Messiah to give them false hope and a false peace. And then he confirms the covenant for seven years. Then we have the seals that break. The sealed judgments. The trumpets and the vials. And then you have the return of Jesus. Then you have the millennial reign where he rules for a thousand years with an iron fist. Satan is in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. All those with the mark have been cast in the lake of fire. Still the judgment of God. Until And then at the end, he kills all those who rebel. Then there's a great white throne and all those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life is cast in the lake of fire. That's all the judgment of God. It began where? With the rapture. So when you read this and it says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that begins with the rapture. And if you understand that, then you know what he's talking about when he says, So cometh as a thief in the night. So that's the rapture surprise. I just quoted part of Daniel 9.27. Who's got that one? Linda? And you'll see here something. We'll let her read it and we'll zoom in on it. And he shall confirm the covenant of many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oh, sorry, oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. That's, that's a summary of the seven-year tribulation. It begins with the confirmation of the covenant, and then in the midst, what's the midst of seven years? Three and a half years. In the midst, in the three and a half years of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. There's a temple rebuilt in Jerusalem that stops the sacrifice, and he goes in and declares himself to be God, and that's what it says. And he, he uh, shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of what? Abominations. That's the abomination that makes desolate. The Antichrist setting himself up as God in the temple on the temple mountain Jerusalem. In the middle of that seven year period. He shall make it desolate. How long? Until the consummation. That's the return of Jesus. And that's at the end of seven years. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Desolation. <laughs> that's not the rapture. That's a different event, obviously. We saw 
the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night and we disappear, then this happens and it ends with the consummation. That's the return of Jesus. It's desolation. So I think this is the last one we'll look at, but the rapture trump is rescue. Um, that's not a, a person. <laughs> that's the trump of the at the time of the rapture. It is one of rescue, a trump of rescue. I'm not a mil. I never served in the military. Everybody thinks I, for some reason, everybody thinks I'm a military guy because I have a bald head and a, or whatever, and they think I'm a biker. And uh, I've had people all the time come and ask me if I served and I buy. Am I a biker? Yeah. Uh, you're right. You got a hog? Yeah. Uh, no, but I like to eat them. But anyway, uh, you have the the trump at the uh, at the rapture is the trump of God, the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and that's to rescue. But then you have the return trumpets. There's seven of them that we read about in the Book of Revelation, all about God's judgment and wrath. Two different things. So let's look at that. Back to Olivia. Back to Olivia, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. She's going to finish. She just read 17. She's going to jump back to verse 16 here. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then she read verse 17, and we which are alive remain. That's a, the trump results in a rescue mission. We are going to be rescued from this earth. That's the rapture. But, uh, oh, I want to mention this too. In Revelation, you read the first chapter, it's the introduction. Chapters 2 and 3 are about the seven churches in Asia. Real churches in Asia during the 1st and 2nd century uh, A.D. But they represent the ages of the church age. The church age broken down into different ages. We go. You can go listen to all that in our Revelation studies. Then... After Laodicea, the false church, you open with chapter 4, and it says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a what? Talking with me. That's the same. This is not Gregology, but it is uh, something that there are some people may not agree with me on this. I, I know um, most of the people that I know who believe what we believe agree that this trumpet in Revelation 4.1 is the same trump that we're reading about in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. There's a trump. And in this case, it's the voice of the archangel that uh, uh, Olivia just read. Here it's a trumpet talking with me. And what's he say? Come up hither. Now, just like on Pentecost, I believe I believe this. This is something that uh, you don't have to believe. But I believe that the angel, the voice of the archangel, he's going to say, come up hither. And whatever your language is, you'll hear it in that language. So if you're English, maybe he'll say, you know, if, if, where I'm from, he might, might, I might hear, come up here. <laughs> if you're English, come up hither. Yeah. Anybody know other languages? That's what you might hear. But at the return, the trumpets are totally different. Who's got Revelation 11, 15 to 18? Jessica. Go ahead and read that. Revelation 11, 15 to 18.
And the seventh angel sounded, and there was and and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come. In the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name. Small and great, the, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. Now she started there, verse 15, and the seventh angel sounded. What is he sounding? The trump trumpet and what is it all about every one of these you could read you can go back and read it it's all about what it says there in verse 18 thy wrath is come thy wrath is come so that's in a nutshell we actually taught this in the book of revelation way back this is going back probably about 10 years ago or better um, and we had we did a made a little chart of the differences the, the rapture of the church is caught up. The revelation, the church returns. The rapture, we go to Father's house. and the revelation, we bring the kingdom to earth. In the rapture, it's a rescue. In the revelation, I wrote retribution, or you could say wrath and retribution. In the rapture, we didn't mention this study, but it's imminent. It could happen any moment. The, second, the return, we know when it's going to happen. After the seven years after the confirmation of the covenant. Rapture's in the air. We saw the revelation. Jesus lands on the Mount of Olives. The rapture is redemption and revelation. The trumpets, uh, the trumpet is one of redemption. I said rescue in this study. And in the trumpets of the second coming, it's all about wrath. And then finally, we said that the rapture was only the redeemed would see Jesus. The world isn't going to see him at the rapture. But at his return, it says every eye shall see him. So over and over, there are undeniable differences between the two. So when we pick up our study in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we will uh, read verse 1 for context next time, we understand by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him to be two different events. And the contrast is clear if you believe the Bible. And a lot of Christians just cannot believe what they see. And that's why they're confused. That's why there's so much confusion and everything going on. And I want to close with Psalm 17. This was in our reading, I think, yesterday, in our Bible reading. Psalm 17, was it a couple of days ago? I just know when I read it, I added it to my notes. I got the wrong... Wait a minute. Actually, I got the wrong verses. It's uh, verse 13 to 15. 
Psalm 17, 13 to 15. Read all three verses with me. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. For men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Amen? Isn't that a wonderful song? <laughs> One day we are going to awake with his likeness. First John 3, 2 says we will be as he is. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this clarity that you give to those of us who will read the whole counsel of God in the Word, and we will rightly divide the Word of Truth, believing what we read. We are just so thankful for the Holy Spirit helping us, thankful to be able to gather in a group like this to study your Word with people who love that book. Thank you for saving us. Take us home soon, Lord. We're ready to go. We want to see your face ASAP. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, hail King Jesus, all hail Emmanuel, King of kings, Lord of lords, bright morning star.